Welcome to the Food Science Addict podcast. I am Veronica and I'm a lecturer in food science and I will be your host. Here we will explore food science topics and careers. Join us for a delightful journey into the world of culinary science, career insight and more. This episode is sponsored by the Institute of Food Science and Technology a professional membership body for those interested in food science technology. Stay till the end to find out more about IFST. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to the Food Science Addict podcast. So once again, I am your host, Vero, and in this episode, we will be sitting down for an insightful conversation with the brilliant mind behind foodgrumbles.com, Annelie, that you also have met in one of our past episodes where we were talking about Halloween treats. So hi, Annelie. How are you today? Hi, Vero. I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. So I will let you once again introduce yourself so that then you can tell us a little bit more about where you're based, what's your background, and also what's your current role. Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to do so. So I'm Annelie. I'm the owner of foodcrumbles.com, which is probably how uh, most of the listeners might might know me. Foodcrumbles.com is a website all about the science behind, uh, behind your food. Uh, but a little bit more about myself. I actually live in the Netherlands, in Western Europe, and I was born and raised here. I've lived abroad a couple of times, but I'm I'm back uh, I'm back here in the in a small country next to the sea, not too far away from the UK. And I'm a food scientist by training. I did a master's degree in food science in uh, at the Wageningen University in the Netherlands. It was a pretty easy choice because there's only one university in the Netherlands that offers the master's degree in food science. It is also <laughs> a really really good one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for me it was the Dutch one, so that's the one I chose. And it was a it was a really nice uh, it was a really nice program. I enjoyed doing that. And then since since graduating, I've um, I've done all sorts of things. I can tell a bit more later about that. But now um, a couple of years into my career, I'm doing a, a mix of things. So I'm the owner of uh, Food Crumbles, where I uh, host a website about science of food with all sorts of articles, trying to educate anyone who'd like to learn more about their food, about the science behind their food, uh, develop some courses. Uh, but I also work as a consultant to help smaller food businesses with their technical problems, help them innovate and design new processes and ideas so quite a range thing of things that I'm doing which I enjoy I like it I like doing a bit of a mix of things uh, if it's possible at all <laughs> and speaking of food development and NPD can you tell us about uh, a little bit more about your journey in this field yeah so actually when I was in high school I think I was already thinking about studying food science but then I wasn't too sure whether I was going to do it so I ended up studying chemistry and chemical engineering but then I realized that I really liked the application of food a lot more than what we studied there. I, I enjoyed physics, chemistry, math ever since high school already. So that was pretty easy. But I realized that I actually enjoyed the food application a lot. So after doing um, studying chemistry and chemical engineering, I did decide to make that switch to Wageningen to study food science, talking with all the working together with all the people in the factory trying to solve problems, get things going. Um, so that was kind of the start of my my true food career. And it just that really sparked, yeah, confirmed for me, oh, yes, this is this is what I enjoy doing. <laughs> this is, we, we all had a moment like that. And then, you know, we, we started our careers. And I think that maybe you might, you know, in the span of a lifetime, we can have several of those moments. And then you tweak your career and just go here and there at some exactly. point. Exactly, yes, yeah. Speaking of career, and, and I think that maybe you 
have already answered this question because I wanted to ask you what inspired you to pursue a career in this field. And I think that you kind of answered this question already. Yeah, it's because you just mentioned you kind of adjust your way as you go. And I think that's definitely the case for me. It's never been like a well thought out plan, meticulously planned. It just kind of happened. (laughs) So like I mentioned with the switch from um, more chemistry focus to the food science, uh, which of course still involves a lot of chemistry. Um, it was more of an interest, a personal interest that kind of slowly led me to that that field. And I think that's kind of a common thread in everything I've done since as well. It's never been like planned in advance. It's been more things happen as they go and you kind of choose the things that come along and the opportunities that you can yes. come along and just, just, just to do, um, do kind of what you do from there. So I can tell a little bit more about what I did once I started working in the industry, if that's helpful as well yes. for listeners. Yeah. Yes, very curious. <laughs> Great. So so after that graduation uh, project, I started to work for um, a, a Dutch company. It's it's not very well known, I think, for people outside of out of, that, of the Netherlands. But the, the, the cool thing there was that I was kind of sort of a consultant type role where I helped all sorts of small businesses with um, doing their R&D, a lot of quality management, but also some product and process development. And that really was, I really enjoyed doing that because I got to see a lot of companies from the inside. And that's really nice to just see how things are made and how things are done and how different different businesses operate differently. So I, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but the really the main focus of that company was quality management within the food industry. Uh, I was one of the few like also doing R&D, product development, process development. And I realized during that time at the company that quality management is not really what makes, uh, what makes me super happy. It, it was very interesting and very helpful to learn. And it's crucial any for anything you do in the food industry to know something about quality management but it just wasn't the field that I felt most passionate about so that's again an example of I didn't really think about that I didn't know that I just knew it after doing it for some time I was like yeah maybe maybe do some something else and then I I switched and I got to work for uh, Mars chocolate company that probably is is known outside of (laughs) as well (laughs) um and I switched to working in the R&D department there. I worked on a uh, process development. So it's probably the opposite of the company I worked for before because I got to work with a lot of small companies. Some of them had as few as 10 people employed. Hmm. Whereas then all of a sudden I worked for this huge yeah. company with, well, one team would be 10 people. Hmm. Um, so it, a completely different environment. But I, I really enjoyed that as well because I got to learn so many new things because there's so many experts around you that you can learn from and, and be inspired by as well. I even got the chance to work abroad with them for a couple of years. So I was based in Chicago for a couple of years, also working on R&D product process development. So completely different, different um, set of experience as before that. And again, it wasn't really planned out because, uh, for instance, me moving to the to the US together with my husband at the time, I think that opportunity just kind of came with some internal changes within the company for a couple of years. And then after working in the US for a couple of years, I moved back to the Netherlands and that's that's kind of where I'm now. So I've been back for a few years, but then that's when I started working for myself and doing all these other bits and pieces, uh, doing the website, doing some consulting um, and things like that. So it's it kind of developed as it went with life. <laughs> so talking about all of these experience that you've done and, you know, the growing passion towards 
product development. During this time, these experiences, was there any pivotal experiences that, you know, that led you to where you are today that made you think like, yes, I want to pursue this type of career. I want to, to, to do things on my own and I want to help other companies. Is there an experience that actually led to, to this decision? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because I, I don't think that that was the case for me. It, it's, I think it's also maybe more how I'm programmed myself, but things kind of just happen more gradually. And it just, just by taking one step at a time, you kind of go where you are. And when you're at a point that you can decide, do I go left or right here? Do like, do I go abroad or do we stay? It's, you just take the, the step and then you go to a different route. It's not something that I planned out for. Um, so I think that's, it's maybe also the way that, that I approach things. And I remember having a conversation with one of my uh, previous managers at the time who was asked, like, what are your ambitions? What would you like to be? And then they kind of expect you to say, oh, I would like to be the boss of X, Y, Z. And I was like, well, I'm not really necessarily interested in getting to the top of the mountain, so to say, as quick as possible. Yes, I would like to get there and enjoy the view. But I'm more a person who like to who also likes to enjoy the route to get there. So if it might take me a little longer or might take me somewhere else, or maybe I end up at a totally different mountain, that's fine. It's also about the, the path that you take and enjoying that and making sure that you get inspired, energized, and that brings you further. And for me, focusing on like that top of the mountain and getting there as quick as possible, whatever that top may be, <laughs> I don't know what that could be. It doesn't motivate me as much. So I'm more about the, and I think that's kind of how I've made choices during my career, um, like doing the things I that I enjoy doing, that I know that I'll learn something new, that I get to get new experiences and grow and develop over time without necessarily being laser focused on that one thing, because that mountaintop may disappear by the time you're there, because the world has changed again. <laughs> so no, no major pivotal experience. It's more a build of decisions that just... That, that gather speed together and make up a path in the end, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's that's a really nice point of view. And I like the fact that you said, that, you know, you spoke about this mountain and getting there as fast as possible. You know, we we tend to, to be pushed by the uh, what the other people are doing. So everyone expects you to, you know, to mm -hmm. climb the ladder and to get there. But then, you know, when you love what you do, you just want to know as much as possible. And then, you know, as you said, grow into the position, grow into what you're doing, explore, learn, and, you know, take everything yeah. to go on your own pace, basically. Yeah, sometimes you only figure out what you really enjoy doing when you're doing it or what you don't enjoy doing <laughs> when you're doing it. <laughs> it's it's not something like I wasn't exposed to the food industry before working in it, except for as a consumer for eating it. So how could yeah. I even know what the roles were and what could be possible once you're in it? Then you're like, oh, this is possible and this is what I like and this is what I don't like. So, yeah, that's um, that's definitely something I realized as I just went through all those different uh, different career paths. And so this is how you founded Food Crumbles, basically. So what I wanted to ask you, and I know that you kind of introduced it when you introduced yourself, but can you talk to us a little bit more about Food, Crum food Crumbles and how was the idea born? When? Yeah, definitely. So I don't even exactly know when it started. Uh, it's probably been like eight, nine years ago. So I always enjoyed 
food science experimenting in the kitchen, like researching things, figuring things out. I also enjoy just building and making things. So eight, nine years ago, I started a website purely for my own hobby. So I called that Food Crumbles. Um, that was somehow the name that came up to me. <laughs> and it's been it's been called that way ever since, uh, in which I... It, wrote about experiments that I did in the kitchen, but also wrote about explaining how food works. So uh, what's the Maillard reaction? Why why does red cabbage change color when you add lemon juice on uh, onto it? Um, all those types of phenomena that I just enjoy researching and I enjoy, enjoy sharing the knowledge as well, I'm trying to explain it to people who don't have that science background, but who would like to learn a bit more about what's going on. So it was really a, a hobby project that I started many years ago, just researching, writing. Um, I actually built my first website back in high school. So I guess I had some sort of idea before that of doing something like that. But nice. I I just uh, I built it myself and I enjoyed building it, figuring out how the tech works, how everything went. And over time, it grew. So it grew and grew in number of visitors. Um, so got into contact with some of the readers, uh, got questions from people, which was made it even more fun. Yes. And so it, it, it took more time and it got bigger. And at some point I was like, well, I think I can make this into my own business. <laughs> Yes, and I, you know, maybe the people who are listening, they don't know, but when I initially uh, started to talk to you, I was so, so happy because I knew Food Crumbles even before the Food Science Addict was born. And mm -hmm. I was, um, you know, I loved the fact that there was someone that was actually talking about food science, curiosity, topics, because uh, normally, and I don't know if that happened to you in the past, when I tell people that I am a food scientist and I work in foods, they always give for granted that I am a, that I'm a nutritionist. Oh, yes, but I am not <laughs> and I do not have a background in nutrition and I just wanted and of course yes nutrition is extremely important but I just wanted people to know that there is a whole world around food that is not just about the nutrition side what food does to our body yes of course that's extremely important I'm not giving that for granted but of course there is a world of sensory of food development of food texture food structure quality microorganisms there is all of this thing all of these things that we are giving for granted and just you know and I was extremely happy to know that there was someone that was actually shedding a light <laughs> on these topics and yes I think that food scientists we need to create this really nice community as well and let people know yes and that you know there is a way you can learn even if you do not study it as a degree or you don't do this as a career exactly yeah yeah everybody comes across food science because if you cook and eat and if if things go wrong in your kitchen or in your oven or whenever you're making you're doing food science but in a, on a smaller scale and i think that's that also makes it so accessible because it's it's science that everybody's doing all the time so it's a great way to explain the basic concepts of how the world works because you, you're confronted with it every day exactly exactly when we think about baking why something has gone wrong the difference between yeast i mean it's true that you and i could be talking for hours and this episode <laughs> could be like a, a an audiobook an audiobook almost uh, let's pinpoint this for the future you never know <laughs> but i wanted to ask you another question that is also a curiosity so now you're mostly working on development of foods and of course there is food crumbles do you have a favorite matrix that you like to to work with 
Uh, yeah, great question. Um, I think I'm I enjoy working and studying all types of food, um, but probably what I've done best also because of my my uh, my my uh, previous uh, roles at the companies is that I think that the science behind candy is a very fascinating one simply because I've studied mm -hmm. it quite a lot and it's one of those products that people forget how much science is involved to make yeah. them um, but as if if people go to the food crumbles website they'll see that I write about all different types of foods because they all have like their own unique aspect so I think I'm more of a generalist than a specialist compared to uh, for instance someone in in, in academia or at a, yeah. in a company studying one specific topic um, I definitely like to study a topic and then go to the next one and like know a little bit or enough about a lot of different topics and I can also see the overlap and um, kind of understand the different concepts and that over yeah that that are important to so many different foods so I think candy may probably a little bit more than the rest. Uh, also bread and baking because it's mm. it's already regarded a bit more as science. But then packaging of products is fascinating as well. And just vegetables can be fascinating and how they work. So I guess <laughs> I've got a quite broad broad uh, expertise, uh, uh, interest area. And then also what I do like when it comes to like helping companies and things is really being on that innovation side of things. So new products, new processes, how do we make something better, more sustainable? Um, I'm less about it's already been made and we want to prove it a little bit, but how can we really make a step change in doing something a lot better and trying to find something new to use less energy, less water, make a very new, yeah better products I, I that's that's really the aspect that i enjoy most uh, that innovation side of things so that's that is probably more of a specialty there you go so you basically kind of almost anticipated my next question so which was about um how have you seen the field evolve over the years so you were already talking about sustainability aspects and uh, reformulation aspects as well um, yeah, so saving energy, uh, not just because it's more sustainable, but also from a cost perspective yes. with sourcing becoming more challenging, looking for different types of get ways to get ingredients. Um, so I think the sustainability question is definitely one. That, it was it was there when I started, but it's definitely grown in importance and become more prominent. And also in the beginning, it was more the... The, the people at the front of the pack that were really working on it. And by now, more and more companies have realized we have to do something in this field. Um, if not just because they think it's the right thing to do, because out of necessity as well. So it's um, that's definitely changed. On the other hand, I think there's still a lot of things the same, <laughs> that it's, it's always hard to innovate within the food industry simply because a lot of people, most consumers, if we're honest, we want to eat certain products the same thing the same products expect yeah. the same quality yeah so it's it's not the super fast moving that everything changes drastically i think that's just not the nature of the food industry uh, but it's definitely moved and shifted um, with regards to the types of products that you've seen uh, and then of course a big change that continues to evolve is just um, on the quality management side of things it's becoming more and more professional with more rules and regulations to stick by and trying to make sure that that's more tightly organized. Uh, but I would say that that sustainability one is a, is one that's involved a lot. And it's also one I'm personally passionate about. So that's also helps in, in, in seeing a trend. Of course, it's like, I, I think it's the right thing to do. We have to be more careful with the world and work on products and processes that help us do that as well. So um, that's, that's, I think, a good, good, good change. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. And we, we, I'm, I'm expecting to see very interesting things happening in the future, even with the new generation of consumers coming into yes. the market or at least, you know, being involved in the market. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to ask you now, it's specifically related to your career. So I always have these questions for most of the people that I interview. And I'm always asking if you had any particular challenge in your career and how did you overcome it? Yeah, that's, it's, it's not a great question and i'm i'm sure i've had challenges everyone has challenges at at parts or in, in in different types uh and phases of their career but i can't really recall like one major roadblock that that blocked me i think it's also comes back to that climbing the mountain um uh, kind of story if you're trying if you're trying to find one route and you want to take that one route if there's a roadblock on that route that will really put you off and that might be a big challenge but if you're not really you don't have to take that one route there's different ways you'd like to get there then I think if there's a roadblock on one you could just take the other route and you might not even be as aware of it um I'm I'm not too sure but I think that's how uh how I've I've phrased it and I think in general I've been lucky that I haven't like faced major issues that I've been discriminated against or or like issues that are out of your control but that can really be a big roadblock I've been lucky that I've had good colleagues um, good people to work with and none of that and I think that's really important because if if people are trying to block you and doing that on purpose if for reasons you can't even control that's really hard to get around but I've always been um, surrounded by um, good people so to say and that helps uh, that helps a lot so that haven't had that major disadvantage (laughs) Well, that's really nice. And as you said, it's extremely important to be working in the right working environment with the right team. Yes. Because that will make the, the you know, the biggest difference. It'll just make your work um, seamless and effort. I mean, it's not going to be effortless, but at least going to work, knowing that you have this healthy environment will make your life easier. And, you know, therefore everything will be um Yeah smooth as well and I love the idea that uh, what you said if you have something blocking uh, if there is anything that blocks you you just need to find another way so when sometimes when something blocks you whether it's a person or a situation or a field or a particular other challenge that's not necessarily blocking you it's just redirecting you and I like that point of view which is most of the times is what we do in life and we do not really realize that we're doing it. Exactly. Whether yeah. it is a problem, we're university and we cannot pass an exam or maybe we are working on a dissertation and we have some issues with some analysis, you know, that's not a block. It's just a redirection. So try to really uh, restructure the experiment, try to revise better, um, you know, all of these things. It's just... Now we're, we are, you know, spin, spinning off into life advice, but let's go back to the food <laughs> science of, of everything, of, of the of the conversation. And I just want to ask you one last question, which is really, you know, really these are two questions. What advice would you give to a student that is approaching the job market? So someone studying mm-hmm. food, someone in nutrition as well, and to someone who wants to embark on a career as a freelancer, consultant, in any case, if they want to work on their own, what is your advice? Yeah, um, so I'll start with the first one for the student approaching uh, the job market. 
one thing that I, I, I think I quickly shortly alluded to earlier, but that I didn't realize before actually starting to work myself and talking to companies is how how different companies can be from a cultural perspective. Mm -hmm. So how different company cultures can be, even if they make similar products, the, the type of people that work there, the way they work, there is a huge variety between companies. And um, it's not always easy to really understand the company culture when you're trying to find a job but trying to get a glimpse of that is is going to be so helpful when you're looking for a job because it uh, like you also said working with good people is like half the effort already because if you have a team that supports you and enjoy and you enjoy working together then that's half the half the fun of the job already um so i think trying to also spend time when you're looking for a job at that aspect not just at the technical side what specific work you'll be doing but also the type of people the type of company um, and you might not get it right the first time because you, it's a hard thing to really get a sense of you can ask a little bit and get a feel when you visit and talk to people but you can't really get it but it's something maybe the first time is not right but then the second time you'll know better what to look for so I would say that cultural aspect really spend some time to try and figure that out as well um I realized after joining some of the companies, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a really, this culture just really fits with me really well. Um, and I also realized when talking with some companies at like a fair or something that it just, you're, I already felt like, no, this is not for me. Mm. It just, I just knew it was, it was different. Yes. Yeah. And so listen to that feeling as well. Um, not for one conversation, but if that keeps on coming back when talking to people from a certain company, then it doesn't mean it's a bad company. It might just not be for you. <laughs> Um, so that's, I think, the one for if you're going to to find a job. And if you want to embark on a career as yourself, well, if you want to do that starting as a student, I, of course, started after I had gained some work experience. And I would say that for me, that was really valuable because it um, because if you have to do if you start by yourself, you have to kind of reinvent the wheel for everything, figure out how things go. And that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. You can decide everything yourself but if you've seen a few companies or seen how things are done it can fast track you on some areas as well so for me that was a good the right decision to do that first and then start going on um, my own for uh, a bit more because it just gave me that chance to to find out everything um also that if you are on your own remember that if you're your own boss you don't have to do anything any day nobody's going to tell you to do anything so you'll have to be self-motivated so uh, you don't you shouldn't depend on someone having to tell you what to do because then nothing might be done and then the last one i would say is um, if you want to go on it on your own really be willing to learn every day and experiment and talk to new people figure things out you might need to learn how to build a website or you might need to learn completely your, your bookkeeping everything and I enjoy doing that enjoying all those extra things that aren't necessarily core part of the job um, and so it helps if you if you don't mind that doing that at least <laughs> yes investing in your own education so it's always going to be a good idea yes. regardless exactly. of the career regardless whether you want to use it for your own career for your personal life yes in any case. <laughs> definitely 
Well, Anneli, I am extremely grateful because the points of view that you shared with us are really new, very fresh, and I do appreciate the fact that uh, you gave extremely good insights, and I really hope that everyone that is listening to this episode will benefit from your story and from your advice. If everyone will want to ask you any question, they're happy to to find you on your website, foodcrumbles.com, and Anneli, do you also have an Instagram account they can find you in? I well I'm very bad at social media so you can follow me there but I might be very inactive so if you really want to reach out the best way is to go to the website so like you mentioned foodcrumbles.com and I do have an Instagram account it's called foodcrumbles but I think I haven't posted there for a couple of weeks already but you can try reaching out but I would I would uh, send me an email through my website that's way more reliable right. I read those and see those and respond to those <laughs> fine and for everyone who is listening they will find this information in the podcast uh, episode information so all of these things you'll you'll find them in the podcast description and that's it Anneli thank you so so much for your time yeah thank you for inviting me Vero it was a lot of fun to come and join and have a chat together before finishing and saying goodbye to everyone, I'd like to thank the Institute of Food Science and Technology for sponsoring Food Science Addict podcast. The IFSD is the UK's leading professional body for those involved in all aspects of food science and technology. The IFSD provides a variety of benefits as part of their membership, including free knowledge resources, topical events and professional recognition. The IFSD members are just like you. They're studying or working in areas of the food sector, in industry, education and governmental organizations. Find out more about IFSD and become a member today by heading to www.ifsd.org. Thank you so much for joining us for this new episode of the Food Science Addict. If you have any questions or any doubts, do not hesitate and send an email to the Food Science Addict at Outlook.com or send a DM to our Instagram at the Food Science Addict. Take care and goodbye. <laughs>